Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of Sunday Messages. Now, I've tried recording this episode a few times and I just can't stop talking. So I really want to narrow this episode down to just talking about the logistics of church and save all of the other stuff that I have to say for different episodes because I I literally cannot stay on track. So this is going to be exclusively about logistics and the nitty gritty details of what's inside. And then I'm going to create more contextual podcasts moving forward. So in case you don't know what I'm talking about, you've probably seen this if you follow me on Instagram or if you um, are subscribed to my newsletter. But if not, I recently launched a membership and yes, I called it church. I know that's the elephant in the room. I know it's a contentious topic. Yes, 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 yes. It is emotionally charged with lots of baggage, I am aware. But I'm going to do a whole separate episode on what I think church should be and going into the nitty gritty details of that. But for this episode, I just want to keep it short. The reason why this creation ended up being titled church, because the title came to me, I didn't hunt it down. But the reason why I decided to call my membership church is because all of my work, every single thing that I do has to do with supporting people connect to God. Even if my clients don't call it that or they don't refer to it as that, that really is what we're doing. And again, I'm going to have to save this for a different episode, but I happen to believe that Everything that we do, every improvement that we want, every area of life that you want to go deeper in, every interest, every project, every, um, you know, feeling better in your body or wanting to improve your relationships, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it has to do with resonance with God. Again, that's my perspective. I'm going to talk more about that another time, but... This is just the common thread in all of my work. And I happen to feel that what church should be is a place where people can develop their own relationship with God because it's not rigid. And even though a lot of people talk about God, even I talk about God and my experience of God and my relationship with God, I may talk about that. But that is not your relationship with God. Your relationship with God is unique to you. Nobody else can tell you what that looks like or feels like or sounds like or what the internal experience of that is going to be. It's something that you feel. It's something you experience. And it's it's something you develop over time. So my whole point in creating church is... It's a place where people can develop their relationship with God. That's my whole motive. That's my concern is, do you have a space where you can explore that? You can deepen your relationship with God. You can feel resonance with God. You can exercise discernment because this is something that churches do not do. But it's the, does this feel correct or does it not? Does this resonate with you or not? Is this true for you or not? Because I can present all sorts of ideas and all sorts of concepts, but you're the one with the keys. You're the one who's in charge. 
You're the only one who can feel whether it resonates or whether or if not. And if it doesn't, just toss it out. And so having this place where it's like, you can exercise your discernment, you can disagree morning, noon, and night, you can have a whole different experience with God. The, the only thing that matters to me is that you feel loved and supported and cared for and connected and provided for by this infinite source this infinite source of love and consciousness. That's my whole goal. So it's not about rules and rigidity and archaic commands. It's about exploration. I I happen to feel that our relationship with God is always evolving and it's always expanding. It's just a matter of whether or not your attention is on that or not. And... That's the whole point of church, a place for you to develop your own relationship with God. And it's going to be unique to you and it's going to feel unique to you and it's going to sound unique to you. And the internal experience of it is unique to you. I'm going to talk about that in a separate episode as well. Do not worry. (laughs) We're going to, I'm going to unpack all of this stuff and I'm already seven minutes in. So that's The whole point of my entire body of work is connection to God or not. If you want more, if you want like a full lecture about that that I've done, I would go watch Seven Deadly Shadows day one on my YouTube. The first day is disconnection and it outlines the binary of connection and disconnection, feeling more connected, less connected. So go check that out. Okay, so here's here's the deal with how I'm running church. Everything that we're doing together is to develop your practice and your relationship with God. That's what everything is about. I know that you all have heard me talk about this before, the idea of top down and bottom up. So... Top down means mind first. Bottom up means body first. My whole thing is, well, we need both. You want your body to feel to feel sensitive and connected and animated by love. And you want your mind to be attuned to the highest frequency possible, right? When people are talking about frequencies and thoughts and vibrations and all of that stuff. It's simply, does the thought feel good? Does it feel soothing? Does it feel like relief? Does it feel like peace? Does it feel like love? Does it feel like rightness? Does it feel, does it feel good? Does it feel good or not? And that, even that question can be quite complicated. We're developing your mental relationships, so you're given a space to develop the mental side of things and the physical side of things. And so I really wanted to take a holistic perspective to all of this and really make it all-encompassing, like all of the stuff that I do just in one spot. So let's cover what's inside church. Every month I'm doing one sermon, and you can think about this as being like a topical masterclass. And it's going to cover a variety of topics. It's going to depend on what's alive for the group. And it's going to depend on what I feel called to share. 
And that's going to cover all sorts of different things. Your relationship with God, manifestation, co-creation, discernment, like there's all sorts of different topics that are going to come up in our time together. So those are going to feel like master classes. If you really like my teachings, if you've uh, liked stuff like Fabric of the Universe or Heaven's Nectar or Seven Deadly Shadows, sermons are going to feel like that. The second thing that you get each month is a pre-recorded moving prayer session. Moving prayers are what I consider to be a moving meditation because it's about listening. So they're moving prayers because as you're in the movement practice, you are listening. And it's less about projecting or throwing your body into postures in order to, you know, get into a particular state. And it has more to do with you listening for the current of energy, you feeling your, the current of energy and you developing your sensitivity to feel the current. And when you're able to do that, when you're more attuned to the current of energy, then inspired action gets a lot easier. Because I know so many people, when it comes to inspired action, they drift up into their mind and they're like sitting in their head about everything. And if your body isn't sensitive to what wants to come next or what is right, it's gonna be hard to feel. And feeling, that's an important part of your compass. And so the whole premise, the whole idea is, if you practice on the mat, you'll be able to practice in real life. And if you can feel it on the mat, you're gonna be able to feel it in real life. This has been a game-changing practice for myself. And quite frankly, it came out of me feeling sick of other embodiment practice styles and different modalities. I've been doing embodiment work since 2019, and I never taught it because I never had my own style. And obviously it's unethical to teach someone else's method. Not okay. So I would just practice and practice and practice. I would find someone's embodiment work style. I'd try it for a while and then I'd fall out of practice. Every time I would fall out of practice, it's like I knew that I needed to be doing it, but it always felt like a chore. It felt like trying to coerce myself into a workout and so I would just never do it. Because it's like, oh, another thing that I have to do. Another thing that's like gonna take me 45 minutes to an hour to complete. And I just felt like too much. Even 20 minutes felt like too much a lot of the time. And so I would fall out of practice because I had so much resistance to it. And moving prayer ended up coming to me out of laziness. Like I I needed something that would work when I was lazy, when I did not want to get off the couch or when I was feeling a lot of resistance or when I wasn't feeling my best. I needed something in those moments where I could still circulate energy, where I could still tap into the current and feel the resonance. And that's where that came from. So It was just developed by me going to the mat a bunch of times, experimenting with different things, trying a bunch of different things out, and then finally it it became its own practice. So now I use moving prayers for everything. 
If I'm afraid, I take it into a moving prayer. If I'm feeling insecure, I take it into a moving prayer. If I'm frustrated or creatively blocked, I take it into a moving prayer. If I need an answer about something, I'll take it into a moving prayer. It's just a practice that I come back to over and over and over. And when I started it, it was just experimentation at the beginning and then it became this thing that I craved. And so now the way that I use moving prayer is if I need to get you know, juiced up within five minutes, I know how to do it. And so instead of looking at it like a chore, moving prayer to me feels more like if I'm thirsty, I grab a glass of water. And it feels like if my body is thirsty, I grab the glass of water. And moving prayer is that glass of water for my body. That's the best way I can describe it. And so it's it's one of those things that I don't resist because it's so simple and I don't have to do it for a long time. I can do it for three to five minutes and have it work for me. So that's something I'm very excited to finally be able to give to people because it is not posture-based, it's energy-based. So I'm very excited about that. And even though there's movement involved, it's not choreography, it's not... Um, It's not holding different poses. A lot of embodiment work is about holding different poses or holding different postures, coming into different, um, doing different things with your body, open like a flower, you know, all that stuff. That's not what moving prayer is. So I'm very excited to start giving those each month. And the third thing we do is grace journaling. This is like a live guided journaling session. Personally, I'm really excited about these because a few months ago, you may have seen, I did an Instagram live where I was talking about my prayer practice, like my my prayer journaling that I would do and like some of the questions that I would ask or some of the things that I would write, some of the prompts and people loved it. Like they lost their minds. They were so excited. And what I find is that I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but sometimes you can like go to the journal and kind of blank out. Like, I don't know what to do unless I'm doing like mental mold or something like that. But you can kind of go blank. Like, what am I even doing when I'm at the journal? And so this is helping to again, develop your communication with God and like your connection. Can you hear that resonant voice of love? Can you feel, are you mentally attuned to your highest self? Are you mentally attuned to God? Are you thinking the highest caliber thoughts that you can get to and only you know what that is? Nobody else can tell you what it is. You're the only one who has control over developing that. And so grace journaling is a way for you to exercise that muscle and get familiar with what it feels like and how the thoughts feel and how the thoughts taste. You know what I mean? The fourth thing that you get from me each month is a holy revelation. This is what I'm calling it, but really it's it's kind of like an article. And any musings that I have over the month, any tools that I'm really into, insights, wisdom drops, 
prompts like writing prompts or little experiments that you can play with out in your life. I'm just going to compile all of that into an article each month and email that out. And it's also in the member area as well. So I'm excited because that's like just all the fun, all the fun little stuff that I collect over the month is what I'm going to put in the Holy Revelation. So the other thing, let's talk about the community space because I'm very, very, very excited about this. It literally feels like I have my own app. It's, it's, awesome. It has all the recordings. It has the entire Astral Playground library. That's another thing that's included is over 50 meditation sessions that I've been recording over the past year. So you get the entire Astral Playground library. You get all these different resources. You get community space where you can submit prayer requests and ask questions, celebrate, do all sorts of fun stuff in there. It's just been wonderful. People are already inside and I just love, I just love how everyone is already like submitting prayer requests and people are being in agreement for each other. It's just, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I seriously feel like it's one of the best things I've ever made in my entire career. Yeah, it's been wonderful. And then, of course, there's an internal calendar as well. So you can see like when the sermon is going to be taking place or when grace journaling is going to happen. So you can be on the live calls and the Zoom info is there. It's just so, so, so good. And then any additional resources that I want to give or that I want to share, I put those in the bonus section as well, the extra goodies. And so like there's a mental mold tutorial, there's different resources that I've added. And I just, I'm so excited to continue adding to this because it feels so well-rounded and like I'm covering all the bases for people. So each week you'll get something different. You'll get a sermon, grace journaling session, holy revelation, or moving prayer. So that is everything that is inside church. I cannot wait to continue adding to it and have everyone inside. It's been so much fun. And don't forget, I'm going to be doing more podcasts, going more in depth with all of this. So I'm going to be covering a whole variety of topics on things that I couldn't cover in this episode because frankly, it would just be too long. So stay tuned for all of that. And I hope you enjoy. Don't forget, if you want to check it out, head to the link in the description box or the show notes. I will see you inside. Have a beautiful rest of your day and I will talk to you later. Bye.